This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be getting into our second part of our series on deer hunting, and we're going to talk about how to scout for deer. Deer scouting 101, what do you do and how do you get on it? Uh, from my own experience, I can tell you that scouting is more than half the battle. Picking the right place to hunt, picking the right setup, is probably the single most important thing you can do to be successful with deer hunting. Uh, the second most important thing you can do is be still and be quiet. That's that's but that's another episode. First you got to find a spot and even if you there's a lot you can do to stack the deck in your favor so if you're not good at being still and you're not good at being quiet you still can have a good chance at it. And we're going to talk about some of those things as we go. But the number one thing in my book is you got to go where the deer are and you got to set up somewhere where the deer have a chance of passing in front of you. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot more difficult. There's other ways and we're going to talk about some of those tactics in future shows. But how do you scout for deer? So number one, you got to find a place where deer are. I live in Pennsylvania, southwestern Pennsylvania to be exact, and we have deer literally everywhere. Um, you know, I, I cannot think of a place where there are not deer. People that literally even live downtown in the city, they've got deer. There's deer, they're a menace in a lot of city areas and populated areas. And you get out towards the suburbs and you got just a little bit further out where I am and there are deer everywhere. There's there's, there's no trouble trying to find deer here. You may live, though, in a part of the country where maybe the deer aren't as prevalent. There are just not as many of them around. 
or the, the terrain makes it difficult for deer to live there, or maybe you've got you know some natural predators or other situations that complicate that. So what you gotta do is you gotta find a place where deer are. And now, of course, I live in an area where deer are everywhere, but that doesn't mean your chances just setting up somewhere just as good versus another place. So you gotta find where the deer congregate and where do they live what's part of their natural habitat. So the basic rule of thumb is this. Deer are gonna bed down and they're gonna sleep somewhere. Usually where there's great cover, um, often maybe in real tall grass or in real dense thickets, somewhere they're gonna sleep, then somewhere they're gonna eat, somewhere they're gonna drink. Those are sort of the three things that are going on in a deer's life cycle. Every day, they're gonna eat, drink, and sleep. Maybe, I don't know how much, if they're gonna drink literally every day, but most likely, eat, drink, and sleep is on their list for the average day. So, where's this gonna happen? Uh, deer like to feed in all kind of areas. They like open areas, they like fields, they like areas that have good cover, but they'll, they'll go literally anywhere, sometimes it seems, to eat. They will come right up onto your front porch and stand on the concrete and eat your flowers, depending on where you live. But where do they spend the majority of their time? So the, the, the adage from the hunter safety course training is wherever cover meets food meets water. And that's maybe an overgeneralization, but that's sort of the, the, the basic rule of thumb that's kind of true across the board. You want to find out where do they sleep, where do they eat, and then where do they drink. So what I like to do is start with water and find, okay, where is their water? Because chances are, if there's water somewhere, deer are going to come, deer are going to cross that water at some point. They're going to come to that water. So you can go about it that way. Another way you can go about it is, okay, where's food? Deer like grasses, they like open areas, they like certain kinds of bushes, they love acorns and other mast, they like apples that fall off of trees and pears and pretty much any other kind of fruit. So you can locate food sources. You know, if you're, if you're hiking through the woods, you can look for acorns, you can look for oak trees, you can look for fruit, tr fruit trees, you can look for fields and, and clearings and, and places the deer might come out of the woods to spend some time in an open area. And you can kind of look for those places. Looking for bedding areas is not the most productive approach because what I've found is you usually don't see bedding areas until you're in them. You know, you just, you find a dense thicket or a dense area or some tall grass and you go through and, oh, you find you're standing in the middle of a bedding area. You can see all the places where they've bed down. Well, at that point, you've been there, your footprints are there, your scent is there. You may have just ruined that bedding area for, you know, a period of time, maybe days, weeks, maybe for the rest of the season. You, you might have totally blown that up because they're gonna be extra sensitive to those sorts of things where they bed. So I would not look for bedding areas. If you find a bedding area, well, there's a sign, right? But I wouldn't go about looking for it. I'd look for food and I'd look for water. So those are the two big ones. But 
depending on where you have, you know, not everybody has 10,000 acres that they can sort of hike at their leisure. So you need to look for vantage points. You need to look for where could I sit where I might have a, v a field of view where I might have a shot that, you know, is safe, where there's a good backdrop. I can see exactly what I'm shooting into. If I miss or if the bullet goes through the animal, what's it going to hit? You know, can I get can I get on some high ground so I'm shooting down or can I, you know, find a place on uh, where I can shoot into a upwards into a hillside? You never want to shoot up into the air. You never want to shoot up over a horizon anywhere towards something you can't see because a bullet can go a long, long way. So you may just have to say, okay, where can I get a vantage point on the area that I have to hunt? If you only have a couple acres, your, your list of options might be small. So you could start with the vantage point. Once you find what seems like an ideal vantage point where you've got, you know, um, some distance that you can see, maybe 50 to 100 yards in one or more directions, and you can have some clear shots if something comes through there. Then go to your vantage point and, and look out, look out your, your shooting lanes and just try to get the lay of the land, and then go towards those areas and start looking for sign. Look for trails. Uh, the, the, the two biggest things in my book for deer sign are footprints and droppings. If you find deer footprints, there's deer there. If you find droppings, especially fresh droppings, there's deer there. You know, we start talking into looking for scrapes and buck sign. That's, that's sort of, that even goes into another future episode that is focusing on those things. For the beginner hunter, for someone who's new to the sport or for someone who's just getting started, my recommendation is just look for the basics. Look for footprints, look for uh, droppings, look for sign that the deer are coming through that area. So if you can find a place where you have a good vantage point, then go down and explore your shooting lanes, explore what you can see from your vantage point. What I like, what I think you should do is wherever you think you might set up, whether it's on a tree stand or in a chair or just leaning against a tree or in a blind, tie something up there, tie up a piece of orange and then go out to where you can see where you are looking and then you can look back up and you can see, okay, that's where I am. If I can see that orange, that means wherever I'm standing is a viable place I could, I could hunt that from that vantage point and look for, for areas. Um, often I'd come across deer trails where I wasn't expecting them, didn't think to find them, just say, oh wow, they really use this area. But if you're exploring the land and you're sort of hiking about, you know where you're going to find yourself walking? You're going to follow the paths of least resistance. You're going to look for, for trails and ways that sort of meander through the landscape and the hillscape. You're going to try to find ways around the densest brush. Deer do the same thing. So often if I'm exploring an area or if I'm hiking an area, I find myself, I wind up on a deer trail because the deer, they take the path of least resistance through the terrain. I take the path of least resistance through the terrain. I end up walking the same way they do and I end up looking down and oh man, there's all kind of deer tracks where I'm walking because this was the easy way through. So that's not a bad way to do it. From there, you then, you can look for vantage points. You can look for places to set up. You can get an idea. 
Now, in my book for, for new hunters, I would recommend, sure, go out looking for bucks, but I would say focus on doe season. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Buck hunting is almost another sport. It, there's a lot more to it. There, there's a lot going on there. I would recommend go out for doe season and be willing to take a buck if you get the opportunity. But I wouldn't say start out buck hunting. It's just another layer, another level of complexity. There's just more to know. There's more to do. There's more tactics. There's more strategy. There's more scouting. There's more everything. I would say think about it in terms of I'm going after doe. For the first deer that I'm looking to take, and learn this process, learn what it takes, learn how to process the animal. Just make it easier on yourself. I was talking to one hunter not too long ago, and he said that he'd been hunting since he was a little kid, and I don't know what it was, like 20 years of hunting or something like that. And he was telling me about all this hunting that he's done and all these amazing experiences that he's had. And so at one point, you know, he was just rambling on and on and on and on and on. And I stopped him and I said, all right, so how many deer have you taken? He said, oh, two. I was like, two in 20 years? He's like, well, you know, and he started him hawing around and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, here's what's happened. This guy... He has been hunting for 20 years, but he hasn't hunted 20 seasons, right? You know, he started 20 years ago, which is really what it means. Maybe he's gone out five years out of that 20. And he's only gone buck hunting. And he's only gone buck hunting uh, with a bow. And he really only goes out one or two days a year. And all the rest is just big talk and fluff. I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, so this is what's going on. And, you know, a lot of people are big talkers. And, but the truth of the matter is, you can make it so difficult to take an animal that you can, you can end up with very low success rates. So I'd say, look, start like this. You're looking for dough with a rifle, and your goal is to take your first deer. If you take a buck, great. If you take a doe, great. And, and when you're looking at scouting for the beginning hunter, I'd say this. You're looking for footprints. You're looking for droppings. And, of course, if you see deer, that's sign, right? Um, you know, some people are, are, are looking for sign, quote-unquote deer sign, to the point where they're not even looking for animals anymore. They're just looking for evidence that they've been there. I remember last year I was doing some scouting, and I was actually going out for turkey season. And I'd gone onto a property and I'd come up across the top of the hill and I looked out 200 yards away in this field. There were, there were three toms and a bunch of hens strutting around doing their thing. And I was like, okay, got them. Scouting is complete. Time to go home. And people were like, what? What do you mean? I was like, they're there. We, we saw them. You're, you don't want to look for sign? I'm like, I can see turkeys. And if I walk around, I'm just going to spread, you know, I'm just going to make noise. I'm just going to be visible. I'm going to leave scent behind. I'm just going to possibly disturb other animals. I know turkeys don't really smell, but deer can smell real good. And they could scare the turkeys. So I said, you know what? I've seen the animals right here. I know where they're at. I don't want to spend any more time on this property. I don't need to see their footprints. I can see them. And that's sign. 
So I say same thing with deer. If you see the deer, you know where they're at, then you don't need to see sign. That They are a sign. They're there. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. So I recommend go out. You, you see lots of deer footprints. If you find does, there's going to be bucks. But I'd say don't wait for a buck. I'd say do doe season. Like, you know, should I take off the first day a buck and go out? You're a new hunter? I would say no. I'm just being totally honest. I'd wait till the first day of doe season. Take that day off. One, there's going to be a lot fewer people in the woods. Your chances for success are going to be a lot higher. You don't have to worry about number of antlers and seeing that from a distance and all those things that go along with it. And you're going to be breaking into the sport. Eventually, after a few seasons, you might say, okay, I've got a few does. I've, I've got some experience under my belt. I'm going to specifically and purposefully go out looking for bucks. Great. Perfect. That's the way to do it. Start at one level and then work your way up towards the next goal. But I'd say go out looking for does. It's just, there's too many things to learn. You know, for example, processing a deer, field dressing a deer. Where are you going to take the deer? What are you going to do with it? And I've got some future episodes coming up where we're going to study each one of those in detail. So you're equipped, you know what to do, you know what you're looking for, what you're thinking about. You've got a place picked out in advance, so forth and so on. But thinking about all those things, doing all those things the first time, it's just simpler, I think. Go out looking for does. You know, take that time and that season, get your doe tack. Now, maybe you live somewhere where you can't hunt doe. Totally understand that. You know, then, then you've got one option and you go with what you can do. That's all. And much of the country, though, especially nowadays, uh, doe season is perfectly legitimate. Doe tags are relatively easy to come by. Where I live, I don't even think they sold out of doe tags last year. You could literally go on the last day of hunting season and buy five more doe tags. Now, that may be an anomaly that's not necessarily representative everywhere, but some people have some sort of moral aversion to taking does. The reason that they have doe tags is because there's too many doe. That's the reason there's a doe season. There's too many doe, and what they're doing is the, the animals are actually they're oversaturating, oversaturating the habitat. They're eating too much food. They're putting too much pressure on other species, and they're essentially get to the point where they will... Um, just put so big of a drain on the food source that they'll start starving to death themselves. So game management adds doe tags to, to what can be taken every year to help manage the herd. So you're actually helping your state, you're helping the natural habitat, you're helping your game commission by getting a doe tag and taking a doe. If, it, if that was not the case, then they just wouldn't sell the doe tags or they would sell fewer of them. So there's no, there's nothing to feel bad about there. So you want to get into the woods. We're just recapping. You want to look for food. You want to look for water. You want to look for travel areas, uh, trails, and things like that. And you want to look for vantage points. And depending on the land that you have, depending on the opportunity that you have, you can you can change those priorities up in terms of what you're looking for first. Like I said, if you've got a very small area to hunt, you may only have one spot that you can sit and you have a good vantage point. 
Well, then you need to work with what you've got. Or if you've got two spots, you need to figure out which one is the best. Uh, I personally hunt in an area where there's really only two good places to set up and scout of that area, get to know that area, know where the deer are. I've picked the one that has the best chance for success, set up my stand there, and uh, it's a great place to hunt. It, it really is. There's only a few acres, but it ends up being perfect for a number of reasons. And, you know, I, but I started with vantage point as opposed to food and water just because, you know, that's, those are the only vantage points there were. And then you pick the one that's the most promising. So I hope this has been helpful to you. Um, as always, you want to head to newhuntersguide.com, get the show notes, get some more information, resources, and information about this show and other shows. And, uh, you know, appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, the next few shows are all going to be dedicated to deer hunting, helping you get started, helping you get out there, helping you be successful, and helping you know what to look for in order to be effective, and most importantly, to enjoy your time in the woods to get some fresh air, to get out there and just take in nature and what God's built out there. So thanks so much, guys. Have a good one. God bless, and I'll catch you later.